0: Hello and welcome to the Busy Mom's Guide to Meditation. I'm your host, Molly Rodriguez, and I can't wait to walk you through all my tips and tricks on how to create a successful meditation practice for yourself and how to incorporate your children into that practice. So, are you ready? First things first, hi, I'm Molly. I am a mother of three and a meditation coach. I have an Ayurvedic Health Counselor Certification from the Shakti School, and I have an English degree from Arizona State. My hobbies include traveling, reading, and zero-waste products. In that, my favorite place I have traveled is mainland Japan, though I'm probably biased because I also lived on Okinawa for three years. My favorite book is Insomnia by Stephen King, and my favorite zero-waste product is probably cloth diapers and cloth wipes, but refilling my glass jugs with soaps, shampoos, cleaning products straight out of a tap on the wall in my local shop. It's called the Waste Less Shop here in Reno is its own kind of satisfying. I love it and it's super convenient. So all of that isn't what you're here for though. So let me tell you about me and meditation I have taught child meditation classes that also taught parents how to help their children stay mindful. They would take home those tools and help their kids between classes because consistency really is key. I have also taught adult classes and my favorite series was teaching a 13 styles and 13 weeks class. It was so much fun to share different styles of meditation and hear everyone's experiences with each meditation type. The idea was to open the mind to different meditation styles and find which one or ones worked best for each person. We're all so different and meditation is not excluded from that. We can't all practice the same way. Just doesn't work. In my own journey and finding my own stride in meditation, for me didn't come until my late twenties. Not that I hadn't tried as a younger adult or even as a teenager. I grew up with a lot of anxiety and desperately needing coping mechanisms, but I thought that meditation was sitting quietly cross-legged and clearing the mind of all thoughts, but attempting to push the thoughts out of my head was really difficult and super frustrating and it did not work at all. Knowing what I know now, this is a really difficult type of meditation that takes years of practice also, shoving thoughts out of the mind is not at all the way to clear it. <laughs> so uh, not only did I not fall in love with meditation as I was dealing with anxiety and depression, I didn't have any good coping mechanisms. My doctors just put me on medication and I had to do a survey each time I had an appointment to establish my mental state that day. And this really didn't feel great in my body. I wanted to feel better without medications. I wanted to be able to heal. I wanted to heal my body and my mind so that I could get more out of life than just survival. I knew what I was living wasn't sustainable and I hated it. I wanted that connection to my body. I wanted that connection between my body and my mind. And At that point, I just didn't have it. And I didn't know how to find it. It wasn't until my mid twenties when I was pregnant uh, with my first child that I started studying holistic healing and found Ayurveda. If you don't know what Ayurveda is, it's an ancient diet and lifestyle modality out of India. It is an ancient practice that deals with your specific constitution, um, that is like your specific makeup, how your body digests, how your body takes in your food, your experiences, anything, and how to streamline that so that you can be in the best state of health that you can. Um, It's a very intuitive science, which is a little bit hard to get into at first, because in the West, we are so programmed to think I have a problem. Here's my solution generally those solutions from doctors tend to be pills or what have you. And that just wasn't what I was looking for anymore. So by finding this healing modality of Ayurveda was really, really amazing and just felt so good to immerse myself in it. And As an added bonus, a lot of its teachings are being confirmed by science today, which is awesome and lends a lot of credibility to the things that we can feel inherently in our bodies. So if you need things to be backed by science, that is awesome. And you can find a lot of evidence that backs this up. So if you do want to look it up, look more into it, by all means, send me a message or you can do your own research and you will be able to find a lot of science-backed materials that will prove what Ayurveda is selling, which is natural healing methods. It's very holistic and it's wonderful. Uh, Okay, squirrel. But... (laughs) getting back to the topic at hand. When I finally dove into this world of tuning into the body, optimizing my diet and lifestyle to fit my own body, my own mind, my own spirit, and the connection between the three, I was opened up to so much more. I healed things on every level and was feeling better to my core. And I started meditation again, but this time I tried as many different meditations and different practices as I could. I learned what worked for me. I figured out how to invite my thoughts in, which in turn allows them to quiet and slowly clear my mind. I found that piece in meditation. I figured out how to make it work for me, how my own brain and body work in meditation And that was really powerful for me personally. I found that very empowering. So by the time I was pregnant with my second child, I was really finding a rhythm. I will not tell you that I was always super consistent in my practice, but I was doing so much better on all levels of being. I was furthering my studies into meditation and Ayurveda. And by the time I was pregnant with my third, I'm surprised she didn't come out sitting in lotus pose. (laughs) Just kidding. But really, I don't know if it was a, if it is a correlation or just a coincidence, but each of my children has been more calm than the last, especially as babies. My first son has had the highest energy. Even as a baby, we couldn't sit down for a second before he was crying again. He had a hard time sleeping. He was constantly nursing, but had a hard time with it. I felt like every day was a cluster feeding session, um, and it was really, really hard. But we've since found ways to help him relax, let go of some of his tension and anxieties, and he's a super happy kid. Um, don't get me wrong; he's still high energy. He still has his moments, but he's super happy, super affectionate. We love him. He loves us. It's great. But <laughs> again getting back to the topic at hand um my second child slept better nursed better was more calm even as a newborn he was very clear on what he wanted when he cried he would look at something and then cry and it was so funny our first definitely did not do that and it was it was kind of amazing because Even my third doesn't do that, but you know, getting into her, she sleeps, she naps like a pro. She latched better than either boy right away and is super calm. Yes. I know every child is different, but I just feel like a whole new world. I did not know parenthood could be like this. I like to think that it's a correlation between their little nervous system's ability to handle external stimulation and my meditation practice or lack thereof while I was pregnant because this little girl is so calm and that's saying something with how she always has her two big brothers, always trying to see her, hold her, hug her, give her kisses. And like, who knows, maybe it is a coincidence. Maybe that's just how they are. But I like to say that it's a correlation with my meditation practice again, or lack thereof while I was pregnant because It's, it's amazing how each one has become much more calm and had a better little nervous system for handling external stimuli. As I began to share meditation and deep breathing with my kids, I saw a change in them and it was really amazing coming from my first who did not have that introduction until he was maybe two maybe almost three. Actually, he was a couple of years old. It took him a while to catch on. He needed quite a bit more coaching, which I'll speak to, um, here in a second, a little bit more in depth with my second, I had a better practice. And so we would do some more deep breathing or I would do it. And he eventually just kind of like caught on and started doing it with me. It was very seamless. It was very easy. My third is two months right now, and she is just around me when I'm doing these meditations, when I'm doing the deep breathing, when I'm working with the boys. And so I'm thinking with her so much more immersed in it than the boys were at birth, it is going to come even more naturally to her. And I can't wait to see that. But because I was working with my two oldest For a while and started seeing the change in them, I started teaching to others. I started teaching to adults initially, like I mentioned before, and eventually taught the parent child class of movement and meditation. And that was really, really special because I'd been working with my own children and to see those same principles put into work with other children and seeing it work time and time again was absolutely amazing like i can't i just can't even express how wonderful it was to see these kids taking it and running with it and it was just it was so much fun but we did use a lot of movement as a meditative practice because they're so intuitive with how they need to move their little bodies to move things out, to move experiences, to move emotions um, out of the body so that it doesn't get stored. And that was so great. And then we would also intersperse these movement sessions with short breathing practices or imagination practices which gave them tools for managing their emotions, being able to calm down when they need to, using their imagination, increasing attention and focus, as well as like pain management. If your child stubs their toe or scrapes their knee, it really helps with pain management to be able to take deep breaths. It also helps with following directions. So it was really, really cool to just see them taking these things, taking them in tools that they can use for the rest of their lives and put them into practice at such a young age. I talk a lot about how starting with just simple, slow, deep breaths is so amazing for them for all the reasons I just listed. So you'll hear me repeat this again and again and again. As I started teaching all these classes, I was really getting into this more with my kids. And, you know, I had my own practice and I was starting to put my kids into my practice instead of trying to have two separate ones (sighs) way too much to keep track of. Anyway, this prompted a lot of friends to start asking for advice and help either in their own practice or with their children. And that is kind of how elemental healing meditations was born. You know, with this little podcast to follow shortly after. I love speaking with you each week and always love to hear back from you. So send me a note to introduce yourself either on Facebook at Elemental Healing Meditations or over email. You can send it to Molly M Rodriguez at gmail.com. Next week I will be revisiting the relaxation episode. I hope you tune in to see what's new and remind yourself to once again relax. And I want to give a special shout out to my patron, Misty Rogers. Catch you next week on the Busy Mom's Guide to Meditation.